watched him, wishes you good luck and Godspeed. It's blasting off about kabocha and crafting new realities. Today we are joined by Ramsey and I dare say core contributor and philosopher in the edgeware community, and Rich, who we all know as Monsieur Bulb from a previous episode. He's a key member of the Decent Partners Network service provider. Guys, super happy to have you on, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Got to get through so many new concepts and ideas, so I just thought maybe we'd start with this description that you have of Kabocha which is a parachain project spawned from the Edgeware community, self-evolving grassroots parachain project, funding and incubating teams to build new public infrastructure, an experiment in crafting new realities through direct participation, collaborative creation, and shared value. I want to start by clarifying just what you guys mean by public infrastructure. Just almost as, as often as kind of community in terms of uh, like people say it, but no one really ever explains what they mean. So I think it's a good, good starting point. So um, when we say public, or certainly in my mind, when we say public, we mean the, the public that we are creating. So we're not talking about existing public, so existing countries. We're talking about the public that uh, is a group of humans who exist in a sovereign jurisdiction on the internet connected by uh, these things we call blockchains. Um, and so public infrastructure is effectively the, uh, the railroads, the, um, the kind of connective tissue that enables that public, that group of people who are drawn together through shared values and some sort of mission uh, to create collectively and to do that over a long period of time. Very good. Last week, um, to, and we were talking about we were looking at the privatization going on in the world, where public services are being stripped, stripped away, and you know, private and like companies are buying them, and they're 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 going into the private sector. Sure. And I think that's you know our kind of uh, our our values and our long term goals is essentially like given the tools we now have what kind of systems do do we want to create that you know we want to function in and um uh, essentially making if now that we have these decentralized you know networks and systems available to us this would be a great replacement for the you know centralized private companies that you know have misaligned have you know they're, they're incentivized to have to speculate in the short term and and not think about um you know long-term um you know long-term benefits for the these the the people using the the systems as a whole and so like when we talk about public goods and things like that they need to be built on public infrastructure an awareness when we say those two words of public infrastructure of the first word public of what what public are you talking about like because when people think about public in general um they would think about 
public health or they think about public transport or they think about sure. public media. Yeah. Um, and if you think about public health, if we're in the UK, when you immediately think about the NHS, if mm. you think about public transport, you think about TfL if you're in London. Um, if you think about public media, you think about the BBC. If you don't define what the public is, which yeah. which kind of collection of people and how they are connected and what values they share, you it's very hard to then then establish the context for what infrastructure is. But ultimately, as Ramsey's saying, that it's hap been happening for 20, 30, 40 years that um, the UK is a perfect example of this gradual, uh, and I don't know if it's inevitable, but a gradual privatization of the public sphere, public health, public transport, public um, public media. And that can be seen as a sort of a natural path um, that happens as the private sector sort of takes on more kind of uh, expansive roles um, yeah. and the profit motive that people have. But you can also see it as it can happen in a more insidious way as uh, public goods are, um, are underfunded on purpose so that they then mm. fail, which then leads to the inevitable, hey, we can do things much better because we're private and we are uh, just, yeah, we're, we're going to do things quicker and faster and what have you. So, yeah, so I think when we say public infrastructure, public infrastructure, if you go, right, let's establish what the public is, what do we mean by that, what group of people, what's the governance, how do we establish our values and the group that is this public? And then secondly, those that infrastructure can be um, at, at the base level public accounts. So the Kabocha blockchain in its operation is securing the ledger of the public. Then you have public currency, which is KAB, which is the, yeah. the, the native token or the native currency of that public. Um, and then on those foundations, we can start to imagine how we build the services of that public that can extend into all the areas that we uh, we understand, whether that's public health, public transport, public media. Um, and we're not kind of trying to walk before we can run before we can walk here. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to do the basic things. But ultimately, the, the foundation is this new public that will, over time, hopefully deliver public services to that group of people who are no longer bound by um, any sort of uh, geographic boundaries. And so you can right. be supranational and hyperlocal at the same time. Uh, you guys have this other term, the network publics. Is that what you're referring to here? Two borders, but shared values. Is basically our way of designing systems that, you know, share the similar, the very resonant values to the, you know, the um, underlying philosophy of the crypto world where Satoshi came from, you know, sure. um, decentralizing systems, you know, having creating Byzantine fault tolerance systems, uh, which is also kind of public infrastructure, weirdly public infrastructure as well, where like there's everything's very visible. You're right. Um, in terms of like, you know, you can see where uh, transactions went and things like yeah. that. Of, of course, that's probably going to uh, ch change a little bit um, to, to in, in the future. But but nonetheless, like, you know, we talk about the, um, you know, improved, uh, a way of Im improving, you know, how money is, how we, you know, how we design money and how we use it um, um, over the past um, 
since 2009 and we've all got kind of really good at knowing like what's you know a shit coin and what's like a rug and then we look at the old system and it's like it's all a big rug and it's all a big kind of you know yeah. um it's all a big shit coin really and so you know but we can take that further um and also i guess you know when i was getting into bitcoin uh, and i just got very completely fascinated by it um um watching the kaiser report on rt back in 2012 with Max Kaiser and he was just absolutely shilling the hell out of out Bitcoin <laughs> and it, and he was also teaching me finance and and at the same time through his um, satirical humor right and um, you know he, I think he deserves a lot of credit as well because he really um, helped to push like kind of to expand the awareness there but nonetheless like I I became like you know I was sold like and I I became like you know a uh, someone that was like sharing sharing that with lots of people and trying to explain to them like what Bitcoin you know why what Bitcoin why Bitcoin you know what are the problems that Bitcoin solves and things like that and what you know you find what we found back then is you know a few people kind of grasped it and like resonated with it but mostly it was just 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 like like kind of people didn't really they didn't know what the problem was so they didn't really see it as a solution um or and you know it was like uh, like when, when when i would talk about what the problem would be like you know um with central banks and things like that you know it would just go over people's heads, you know? And so that's what you, we see with radical new paradigm shifting tech, you know, paradigm shifting concepts, ideas, you know, uh, and technologies um, is it goes over most people's heads and initially. So if we were going to reverse engineer that kind of idea, it's like, well, what paradigm shifting uh, thing, what paradigm shifting um, things can we create that would better humanity and empower humanity even further? And now we get to like network publics, basically, um, or fast forward. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I'm trying to get to here is like, well, what are we all here for? Like, why why are we in crypto? Why are we like? Why do we find this technology so fascinating? Other than you know making a few bucks, you know, yeah. um, you know why why are we here? Like, it's you know we're here to you know be part of a a, a better system right. with values that are more resonant to to uh, to us and the values we share, and to kind of liberate us from the older systems essentially because we know or we have a sense that you know they don't really have our best interests and so um when it you know big you know bitcoin did great was a pilot project for um showing what uh, you know what what you can do with um when you when you liberate when you when you when we design your own money as a community mm -hmm. um using such technology but like, what about the, what about all the other arms of this, of the beast? 
you know, yeah. and 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 legs and body, you know, like, and you know, it's not just the money that they use to, con- you know, control um, and use to, you know, further their means of authoritarianism. It's like, um, you know, when you're like when we're born, we wake up into this world. Yeah. It's like they they've they've claimed us. You know, it's it's almost like we've been de facto claimed, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, it's it's a question of, you know, like rebutting those claims essentially. And so it's, so in part of our research, we go into the, we go, we're going, we're experimenting and going into how we can design systems that are sovereign and, and that are parallel to the systems we were born into mm. and that we were kind of very you know kind of we were, we were meant to consent into but really um you know i i didn't i don't remember consenting when i when i came out the womb there <laughs> and you know and it's about um who, who is the authority like is there is there you know do do systems have authority over us if we don't consent to it and and the the way they design the system where you know is is that no there is the the consent it's a consent based system but they kind of manufacture the consent yeah. for to, to to use such a system so and have done from the start is what ramsey said about that that bitcoin took him down this rabbit hole of learning about how uh, money is created and effectively revealed that right. ethereum has kind of lifted the lid on how wall street works i don't know that it's made it any better it's just shown us how all these systems and all these kind of games are played right you become regulated so either you uh like create a system and you uh do it in such a way that you sit and uh kind of accede to the existing um structures of the government that you're under or or like whether it's the us or uk or europe you're seeing what's happening in Russia right now where there's this whole financial system that's really no one's that sovereign right? because yeah. you can be switched off at any one time. And mm-hmm. this is not about who's good or bad. This is about how much control does one group have and should that group have that much, much control. And so the thing that, uh, that people have talked about with Bitcoin and a lot of the privacy side is that we need, to, we need anonymity. We need to be able to be private. And Ramsey pointed out to me a while ago that, that there's this idea of, well, that's like hiding. That's like the dark web. That's like a kind of like we, we, we're doing things that are good. We believe that we're driven by values that are of a certain kind of uh, positive and um, publicly minded um, approach, but that we're being forced to be anonymous for fear of uh, being prosecuted or, or switched off or something like that. And right. so the point is that unless you have... Uh, a legal system or an approach to law, an understanding of the principles of law as they are kind of originated and how they've been constructed and how that has manifested through uh, hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, um, then the aim should be not just code is law through the Ethereum smart contract model, which effectively just doesn't give you anything remotely like agreements between humans. It just gives you a kind of procedure that is executed when certain actions happen. It doesn't enable honor. It doesn't enable uh, the nuance that is about kind of how people relate within a system 
and how that can be governed. And so for us, part of this sort of journey is not just about when we talk about public infrastructure, it's public accounts, public currency, public law. And what does that mean? How can a public, a network public, how can it not just exist on the internet, but how can it interface with existing legal jurisdictions in a way that is open, that it's honorable, that is uh, in the full public glare and and respected? Um, and there's all these institutions that people like talk about, like the UN, like FIFA, that are supranational legal jurisdictions, effectively, that you can travel on a kind of a quasi passport from the UN. And mm. that so so there's in the same way that Bitcoin taught us about money and central banking and Ethereum has taught us about like Wall Street, I think in some of the ways part of what Kabocha will be about is talking about those things again, reminding people why we got here, but also um, there's this other big machine that exists called the legal system. And it's not good or bad, it just exists. And we need to understand, if you want to change things, you need to understand the systems that you're designing from. Because, you know, I feel like we can talk about efficiencies on the hard end, the pure corruption of the current systems that we live under. And, and to your point, center choice, really. But it seems like you guys have created a tool to propose a parallel, propose and build a parallel system. And I really want to understand how our listeners can use your tool to start building a system to solve the problems they see in the world. Start by kind of explaining the of uh, stakeholders and treasury to our audience. So as I understand it, you're doing a one-to-one -one distribution with Edgeware. Edgeware originally probably had one of the centralized distributions chain project. Like of a network public, we've we talked about it initially, but if you're doing stuff on a centralized distribution, everything else is fixed from there on. No so doubt. The point is that your distribution, I think I, I don't know where I read it, but distribution is destiny. So ultimately, <laughs> um, ultimately, there is no point like with the vision that you have, with the kind of values that you might bring. Yeah. If you are already centralized, everyone talks about this idea of progressive decentralization. It's a it's right. a, easy to say. It's much harder in practice to do. Um, uh -huh. uh, so I think the foundation, as you say, of Edgeware of Kabocha is a kind of uh, we're using them as the kind of like the the substrate, the literal substrate, and we're um, we're we're uh, we're using that as our bootstrapping mechanism to kind of create this uh, this broad and fair distribution of token holders with kind of relative value alignment with edgeware holders um and then building from that base so that is the kind of base of our public that kind of broad kind of distribution after you guys win a pair chain everybody who holds an edge token will get a corresponding is it is it one or is it going to be a hundred cab tokens one denomination so okay, basically yeah. if you have a hundred at edge you'll get one cab where Treasury is going to go to um, reward those who contributed to the crowd loan. And then you're going to be left with this, this Treasury. It currently has no value until CAB hits the market. Um, what, what does this Treasury do, and how do stakeholders interact with it? Value. Like we, you know, it, but it just won't have a price until, until it hits the market. You know, we're, we're, we're building yeah, the value. You. We're building the value as, 
and we've been doing so for the past six months now after we've come out of edgeware mm. um, we've been funded by edgeware and mandated to kind of work on this uh, parachain project sure. but in the in parallel we're also working on um, our network publics mm-hmm. um, and you know we've kind of gone over the kind of roughly over the concept there and you know so the question is what will it take to create a network public yeah. you know so people can come and and um, communities can come and get uh, come through our edgeware and kabocha's uh, grassroots incubator yeah. which I'm a product of I, I came into it um, 12 uh, uh, just over 12 months ago mm. and it's a sort of ashram for founders creators developers teams yeah. to get acquainted with the ideas around what we're talking about blockchain um, substrate why you know why are we doing this um, contemplate you know we're in ashram so what we're doing we're kind of like contemplating and stuff meditating sweeping some floors and to do that in a network of your peers as well that's mm-hmm. important that it's not just yeah. i'm a developer yeah. i want to do a job what's your job where's your recruitment consultant where's your list of work to do like that's a thing that people mistake or until you contribute and you understand how multifaceted this contribution is and how many different areas, how many different um, types of people who ordinarily wouldn't be communicating together, who do yeah. speak very different languages. That's the kind of, uh, as Rami said, the ashram is, is the meditation is not just a kind of, I'm going to go and study uh, Rust as a language. I did. But as you say, you, you balance that with, with a sort of holistic approach to what we're doing here, which is, you know, we're building part of a lot of this is, is building communities, you know, you're building a community and, and a, building a, a social technology um, yeah. with these underlying values that we all share and we're you know, building stuff. And what emerges from that is, is you know, is uh, group projects, technologies, and, and things like that. There's space for people to, you know, go into the corner and do a lot of research and go deep, but then it's to come back and to kind of sh- share what you've found and like, and, and, um, and, you know, basically do your meditations. Um, and, and then once you've got to a point where you're enlightened, you when you've got you've come up with a, a an idea that resonates with the community, then you can get funded as a founder or as a, t- a team of people to um, build your own project, essentially. And so, um, this is this is how we did. This is how we got to Kabocha. The reason, as well, building Kabocha in the way we built Kabocha is that it's been both kind of. There's been a there's a balance of kind of it being organic and it emerging out of the community and it being kind of intentional in terms of where we're directing it now. Yeah. But the the point again about that distribution is if we said, hey, we love the idea of building these network publics, but we have a very explicit view of what a public is and right, we want right. to build this thing right now. Yes. Um, and you guys can't see it yet, but we're going to build it and you'll see how great we are later on. Uh, So what we're going to do is uh, we'll just kind of uh, raise money and then come back to you and and kind of with with the thing when it's finished and you'll be really impressed. 
And the point is that a network public is the technology, and as Ramsey said, it's a social technology. Therefore, it's also about the cooperation and the debate between the public as to what is built, how it's built, who builds it. And therefore, we are not, there isn't an issuer of Kabocha. There is, yeah. this is a genuinely community effort. Even Ethereum, when it was launched, Ethereum was a private crowd sale. Um, right now, Kabocha is being launched on this fair distribution, but every single aspect, literally every single aspect is being built as components so that everyone can see what we're doing, how we're doing it, how we're learning as we go. Uh. The, the stuff, you can see the kind of like the, the troubles, you can see the arguments. Um, and ultimately, that's the only way when we're building in public, we're building everything in public so that that can become the template. Mm. So when we talk about building a network public, Kabocha is the first example of a proto network public. We are literally figuring it out as we go. But ultimately, this is a path. These are breadcrumbs. We talk about these being breadcrumbs that people can follow. And sort of your original question was about the the treasury. We have straight treasury, as you say, which is derived from the uh, the initial distribution, which is instead of Edgeware having, we are moving towards to Kabocha. That will be the the, the founding treasury, which has got 4.9% of supply. That's for the founding stewards and for collators and for basically just the startup costs of just getting this going and pushing it forward. But beyond that, all of the funding going forward, there will be no dripping of, of Kabocha into a central multi-sig. Uh, we will be only minting new coins when the community agrees to approve a proposal. Yes. And therefore, we think, and the reason for that is sort of twofold. There's mm -hmm. one, Treasuries are interesting because it's great for everyone to talk about, hey, we have $150 million in our treasury. Yes. But you don't. You, you don't. You have $150 <laughs> million equivalent at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of coins which are going to fluctuate up and down. And the strange thing, having been involved in both Decred and, um, and Edgeware, like the mm. psychology of treasuries changes people's behavior because yes. when it's up, like we have loads of money, we can just spend, we can do loads of stuff. So people become more spendthrift, um, become more sort of uh, uh, like more uh, kind of open and kind of like big things are funded without without a great critique. And the other way around, when the price drops, thing people become very reserved. People say we can't fund that now. So it, mm. it, there's a sort of like this this uh, this kind of uh, flip flopping of the sort of attention and the psychology of a community can change, and it goes in waves. And that can really affect the kind of productivity and the output of that community. Right. So therefore, on on that basis, creating a, a only minting when we have proposals that are ready to go means that we can not only say that well every bit of this money is backed by the creative contributions of the community. It's yeah. not just sitting there idly like with people worrying about it, but <laughs> it's also uh, an example that this is practically th this. This is fixed, but it's also infinite. Like, so we get to play with those two sort of interesting sort of psychological concepts, which is on one end, you've got kind of Bitcoin with the scarcity mindset. There's only 21 million. It's like, uh, like uh, everyone's uh, Gollum from Lord of the Rings. And it's like, I've got to hoard as much as possible. There's only 21 million of these things. Yeah. And then at the other end, there's this kind of people talk about the more inflationary experiments 
where you just inflate, inflate its supply, and it it can kind of just disappear. And so I think there's a sort of paradox or a, or a yeah. kind of contradiction in terms where or paradox is a better word where um, searching for this idea of what's what's limited but but uh, infinite. There, Rich, because it's not infinite. Like it's undefined. And the community like it, and it's for a certain amount of cab, and the community will vote it in, and then new uh, cab will be minted that would fund that project, and that project would would be there to increase the value of what we're doing. Yeah. And the community votes them in. Um, new new coins are minted. Um, so, th- and. So that's so essentially inflation is uh, a tap is connected to funding human endeavor, uh, essentially. And so most of that human endeavor or some of that human endeavor is going to increase the value of of the of the uh, of the network. And it's argued that even uh, all just just that process in itself is is a valuable thing. And so. Um, and, and you know, funding human endeavor. Human beings are are a valuable thing. Like I think we undervalue ourselves a little bit. Like you know, we put too much uh, we put too much value on like on the technolo- the technology that we build, and not actually our our consciousness and our uh, ability to you know our potency, you know, and 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 things like that. So um, so uh, so essentially, proof of proof of proposal for lack of a better term that's cool which, yeah because we like the word pop so instead of oh, proof of work okay. because we're joining kusama network and they and kusama deals with the security so we don't have to worry about incentivizing security so what what can we incentivize we let's let's incentivize you know human endeavor so we're going to attach inflation to um funding proposals Except compared to something like the Kusama Treasury, where I guess there's also a possible infinity there, but it's bound by the number of blocks being produced. Whereas in your treasury, the supply is bound by people's ingenuity and their ability to they come up with. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, ultimately it's, it's the a... approval of the, the peers. A bit more dynamic. Compared to like the, the way things are going on Kusama is that... We have this small council on Kusama, and they have a reputation, and they sort of steward uh, proposals through uh, the logic and, um, and, and to the treasury, and that's we, we kind of trust them right now uh, hmm. to make good decisions. But we are on the path toward, and I don't really see, I don't know of at least, structure service providers maybe you could tell us a little bit about their role in um, mm-hmm. connecting people and their ideas to funding it's fairly obvious and i think you can see it within polkadot and kasama as you've seen it was definitely obvious in edgeware that um you have two very distinct groups you have people putting forward proposals and you have a community and within that community you have people of very very different expertise interests and kind of personalities yeah and as you say the council is this sort of this third group which is supposed to sort of um be a kind of mediating influence and kind of influence things in a more expressive way um rather than just the sort of like let anyone do anything 
Right. The and then and then the outside outside of that, you have a foundation like Web three foundation, which uh, which is kind of like onboarding new teams, helping sort of drive the adoption. But uh, neither are particularly kind of uh, like they're they're kind of quite narrow in their focus. And uh, I think what was obvious within uh, Edgeware, and this happened in Decred as well, but within Edgeware was that there is a missing mediation, a, a, a missing mediating entity which right. can look after the interests of and understand the the challenges faced by the project, like its community, like the technological capabilities, the 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 governance systems, the uh the kind of spending uh like and and then on the other side you have people with great ideas great interests like experience talents who go hey i, I want to contribute I i'm gonna like put this proposal together and a lot of the time you see a clash where people are just speaking two different languages and it can kind of retreat into you don't understand me you don't understand us right. uh I don't like you. You don't like me. You don't understand <laughs> me. Everyone gets frustrated, and like you just yeah. I've just it was a, again a very organic process. Like I, I'd been running decent partners for a long time, not really knowing what the business was supposed to be. Just that I wanted to build a network and yeah, do something like within this public service, uh, public media space, and and that I just found myself fulfilling that role of sitting between people. That was what I did between the the big whale. Or like the big whale accounts that were controlling Edgeware on one side and Commonwealth Labs, who were the founding team on the other side, and yeah. they reached an impasse. They couldn't like no, they just couldn't talk to each other. And but if you took a step back, you could see both sides had valid points. They just they just were like driven by different things. They had different values. And so in the end, by mediating between those two groups, it became quite an influential position because I could talk to both sides and they'd like listen to me and. Um, in the end, that's the role of a network service provider is to effectively mediate between a community or a network public and um, and entities that are looking to interface with that uh, network public and uh, kind of remain as independent as possible. So I think I've been accused uh, on some 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 people like say that I'm too direct or I'm uh, why why won't I support certain proposals. Sure. And a lot of the time it's because uh, like if I don't know if I don't understand a proposal how can I possibly support it or how can I possibly improve it and equally with people that I have been in my network uh so new futures was a perfect example of this where they were getting more and more angry at me because I was harder on them than anyone else probably because I was worried about being perceived to be uh having favoritism. So it's a like a, a really it's an interesting role but it's a necessary one, I think, that uh, for scaling these systems, you need these network native organizational sort of structures. Um, and then the thing to say is that um, the, the benefit or the incentive for a network service provider is to take 10% on top of each proposal. Thing. Means that over time, uh, the network service provider has kind of knowledge of all the different teams, all the different projects, right. is benef is uh, and is benefiting from inflation and the 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 or not inflation, but from the proposals that are approved. And as you know, with the way that that um, that, um, that substrate works, that there is this five percent bond if you put a proposal forward. So 
ultimately the risk there is a five percent risk of putting a proposal forward and it being uh, not passing but there's the 10 percent upside so it feels like it's a, a a kind of mediating um entity that can can help solve that problem uh i also wanted to ask you guys about cultural collateral what do you mean <laughs> uh well it's uh it's an exchange of value so okay um we, right now there's only two again like look at polkadot look at kasama um you can look uh, like at the the treasuries and their funding they are advancing funding as grants and in yes. general grants are understood to be um money without uh there's no exchange of rights there's no exchange of value other than we think you're going to build something valuable to the ecosystem right. and you are going to promise to do that thing and hopefully it'll build value collectively. Um, yeah. And it's very similar to a kind of a charitable foundation would mm-hmm. uh, would offer grants um, mm. to, to certain to, to groups to uh, advance the kind of values or the, or the kind of mission of the charity. So that's one version of it where there's, there's money goes out, but there's no real value in kind returned other than I'm going to build this thing and hopefully it'll accrue value in some way. The second version that's been sort of experimented with crypto is the investment model, the kind of decentralized VC firms or these NFT funds that are buying up um, NFTs and uh, or investing in projects and taking a stake in a company or a or a or a token and then hope that at some point that will yield more value and more value. But you're kind of that's almost like a a, a, a separate entity that you're putting money into, yeah, and hoping to get a return. Uh, the 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 kind of middle ground is something that is entirely sort of stolen from the BBC or public service broadcasters. Um, although you can see versions of it in places like Netflix, but like the the model is you request funding uh, for the project, and in return you assign rights in that project, which are retained by the entity that's funding you. So you get the funding you need to create the thing you want. Yeah. And in return, you assign the uh, cultural collateral, which are the Genesis rights manifested as uh, NFTs built on the remark standard using the pallets that will be core to the uh, to the chain. Um, oh, okay. And so, and so, these are effectively uh, building a reserve of of um, the creative uh, concepts and outputs of the projects that are built. And so. By retaining those assets within a community reserve, we can effectively use that ownership and those that granting of rights as kind of expanding utility, which can yeah. then be granted to K to cab holders. So it's a way of building uh, like a backing for a currency. So Kabocha is a currency. What's it backed by? Well, it's backed yeah. by the creative uh, contributions of the of the community, the people who put forward proposals. Um, we just call that cultural collateral, um, and so we'll, there will be a bunch of examples that will come out that will make more sense of this. Um, but uh, and this will probably be how New Futures ties into uh, Kabocha as well as a kind of way of displaying the kind of um, I don't know if it's the right word as a museum. I don't know if we've got the right word, but mm. imagine this is for the network public. What are the things that we have created together? What are the what are the what has been the uh, the achievements? Um, of the uh, of the network public, what what so what what designs what ideas um, and uh, and the only the example I've always used is that imagine um, 
like when people talk about well, why would it be valuable well imagine the beatles writing uh one of their famous songs and it's just the the scrawl of paper which is their sort of first um authored work well like imagine if that could be retained and kept as sort of the uh the 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 the, the valuable like initial design of that publishing rights as well like in this beatles example would it also be the ability to print but that's where we come back to the the origins of like what Ramsey was talking about earlier about the kind of the the legal aspects of it is that as you see this going forward if these if these assets if these valuable rights can also be retained by the community and can become valuable in their own right and the value can accrue to the community um as they are utilized then then that's just another a way of expanding the sort of the value capture of the community. Yeah. The community is capturing value and then that value is administrated and governed. Is Kabocha governed with those beautiful seeds you guys are, are handing out for the crowd loan? We're figuring that out at the moment, but that okay. in the yeah, I mean yes, a lot yes. of this a lot of this stuff we're we are building, you're literally seeing us building this as we think of it, as we figure it out. So yeah. you see a lot of PFP projects, all these things that are, I'm going to buy a board ape or I'm going to buy a whatever, and there's only 10,000. But it's a sort of, Ramsey talks a lot about like the, the idea of energy or like limitation. But the point is like what, like it's a limiting idea and it's rarity or scarcity as defined by some algorithm that has nothing to do with you. The, the algorithms that we are are, the things we will bring to the project, the way we vote, the way we contribute, the the value you add, and so ultimately, it seemed kind of sensible that if we were going to create a uh, kind of representation of uh, contribution and a way of kind of uh, like people engaging with the network through governance, that the idea of a seed was quite a nice concept mm-hmm. because we we seeds can be like anyone can have a seed but the way it develops will be entirely reliant on your contributions um and we see that through a a lens that can be visual so that and beauty can be the eye of the holder the holder and it can also be utility it can be reputation it can be identity um and we haven't figured it out yet but ultimately the logic for what happens with seeds will be determined by people's contributions the cap seeds was um, a proposal that um, was made by New Futures, which was a, f- a funded entity um, from out of Edgeware. And one of the um, founders of New Futures is um, a guy called Beach, and he's a wizard of uh, an artist. And um, he, and so he's his his uh, cab seed uh, proposal got funded by Edgeware um, um, on behalf of um, on behalf of uh, Kabocha um, and he's he's made these um, these uh, these seeds that are they move and they're interactive and and we're going to you, you, we'll make the interface for that basically um, but um, as Rich mentioned there like they they are generative NFTs, so they change based on um, certain um, variables, one of them being governance contributions. And governance contributions means voting, you know, um, uh, and um, participation, um, commenting on proposals, 
uh, and things like that. And secondly, they also represent a cab seed represents your membership in in the um, kombucha community and that membership. Um, so when you go through the crowd loan process um, and you go through our UI, you will have a initial members uh, record to um, a, a testimony to uh, to sign and notarize and one, um, once you've signed that testimony and made a nom nom nominal contribution to uh, Kabocha through Kusama Crowd Loan, you receive initial membership rights in in Edgeware and you um, and that is reflected through a cab seed. If you then get a, pro a proposal funded or get some responsibilities and duties, that will be reflected in your cab seed. So it's like reflective of your your level of your standing in the community rather than being just a beneficiary of kabocha like someone that just uh, is like a shareholder for 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 example you know if you are more than that and you are a contr proactive contributor and you have some sort of responsibility uh and you're mandated by the community community that will be reflected in your cab seat so that's interesting and it it's kind of a solution to the the final problem i wanted to bring up to you guys and get get your opinions on which is the participation problem i mean with these brand new tools and these brand new systems how do we get more eyes on the tool? How do we get more people understanding how to use it? And well, well, well how, how do we guide people to be as productive as they can be with the tool? Well, one of the things that I think, if you look at the CrowdLearn interface, if you look at the way we've been trying to um, uh, not use, as Ramsey says, the, the buzzwords, we're trying to make this a, sim a system that people can more easily contribute to and can understand how to contribute to. So one of our like design values, if you will, is is um, you know it's human-centered design, and it's simplicity. And so, if you look at the Polkadot.js apps, there's a lot there. Like you know, it's got everything really. Yeah. Um, so the question isn't necessarily what can we add; it's what can we take away. And um, in, in you know in the same way, and and we want to apply that to all the. The tools we are cre creating is to simplify the process for for people. Um, so that's one of our design values. It's like you don't you can't force people to right. <laughs> participate no. if they don't want to, right? That's right. They need there needs to be a reason for people to participate, and we are anticipating that what we're building is going to become a need. Mm. Um, as we see, like you know, over the past few years, is becoming very blatant and brazen of of our the enhingement of our of our rights, and we are seeing in other countries, uh, if maybe this is the country you're in, if you're listening, is like you know, your bank accounts are getting switched off, or you're th are threatening to you know they're threatening to switch off your your bank accounts, and that's yeah. just a way of you know that's a great way to control people. Yeah. You know, or you're being, you have to abide, you have to do, uh, go through some sort of medical procedure or some sort of therapy, some sort of therapy that you don't consent to in order to see your family, yeah. you know, that lives across the border or, you know, so many things like that. And so the, we're just, we're building tools for people that are eventually going to need them essentially, mm -hmm. which is, which is a kind of a trick answer to your question but like you know we're we're, we're trying to you know you can have mechanisms to incentivize participation but yeah. like 
and there's a there's a time and a place for mechanisms but you know it it's what we're you know the tech techno the, the technologies that we that we're building are are more um more dynamic rather than being fixed mechanisms they're more of like holistic dynamic human social technologies essentially you know there this there's this illusion that blockchains are this kind of indestructible kind of decentralized thing but in reality it's this constantly you know um morphing changing dynamic system that the people building it are you know uh, are you know um that you know, the values of the of the community that um are, that are building these systems, the, the the technology that gets created are, is embodied in the in the by the values of the community that builds them. What I think I've learned from this conversation is that you guys are really using the core values of individuals connected in a network, and you're turning those values into a productive network that can be a parallel system to all these other systems that that we're um, that we're living under now. That's what I got from it, and I think the interesting thing about your project is that you're, as you said, you're designing it right live before us, and everybody who wants to be part of the conversation can also be a contributor to that narrative as it develops. So I know you guys are doing a massive kind of media blitz now. Uh, you're on several podcasts. Where can people go to hear more about this conversation? You're the, you're the biggest podcast, um, Jay. Like. <laughs> <laughs> So where's the centralized location people can go to, to see everything that you guys are putting out uh, during this crowd loan campaign? We have a website. We have a website. Okay. Like, there's, there's supposed to be a blog. We haven't finished it yet. Uh-huh. Like, there's a post up there, which I was supposed to finish. So uh, we're, we're getting our shit together in the next like week, I'd say. Um, like Twitter is like that thread that I put up uh, yesterday. Yep. Like we're 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 literally figuring it out as we go, yeah. and we're not bringing in big agencies tell. or or kind of uh, or, or kind of like a marketing agencies or anything like that. The, the point is that this is all being funded. The stuff that that people are seeing is being funded and facilitated through Edgeware with a random group of people who almost to a person have never met each other. Like me and Ramsey only met up, I think, after six months. The fact is, we live obviously in the same same city in, in in london but um like i would say the the contributors on edgeware like half of them are outside the uk um like we haven't met any of them before so it's uh uh the, the media strategy we've got a kind of a few things coming up but i think it's working in the way we hoped which is people are coming to us like people people who are interested who resonate with uh some of the things we're talking about are finding us and we can't please everyone and we're not going to be able to like translate a lot of these ideas to most people because lots of people aren't going to like just get a lot of these ideas because they'll still be in the mindset of ethereum and uh like building these like layer two layer three layer five all that stuff ramsey was saying so we don't need to reach everyone we need to reach the right people at the right time with the right energy and uh this is a podcast that we think is like I think again because we resonate with you because you're doing this from a kind of grassroots perspective. That mm-hmm. uh, that like yeah, if uh, if anyone else wants to talk to us or interview us or push us on any of these ideas, then uh, you can come to the website. You can come to the Edgeware Discord. You can come to the 
uh, Edgeword, uh, the Kabocha Discord. Um, we're also on Telegram and uh, Element. Uh, and we'll be making these systems easier and easier to use. The the things that we fund, I keep saying this Edgeware, no one really seems to understand this, but um, the things that we fund are the marketing, like the, the projects that we bring to, like or arrive or bring to kind of uh, the, the funding part of the, the system. They, they, those projects are the, are the marketing. That's, that's building awareness. Yeah, sure. Um, so there are a few, there are a few proposals that will be going up pretty soon, um, which do reach, which are more mainstream. They're like with bigger, bigger groups who have like tens of thousands of followers. But again, we're not doing it in a way that it's like, oh, right, there's an influencer here. They're going to tweet about Kabocha. Yeah, it's yeah. again, can we solve uh, a problem for a group of creators or builders? And can we enable kind of this collective creation and direct participation, which is the, um, which is the kind of core of what we're trying to do? Yeah. Well, we can be influential without having to be famous necessarily. You know, it's like, and so... And and one thing I'll say here is that, um, you know, for if there's like, if you're a creator, if you're an engineer, or if you're just someone that wants to be, uh, you know, a proactive participant in these, you know, new decentralized systems, networks, then what I suggest is, you know, if you come into Edgeware and Kavocha community, you will be welcomed. If you're proactive and if you show upfront value without asking, you know, without wanting to get paid instantly for it and show kind of like you feel connected to the project then and sweep a few floors then you will be funded to and you can you know you meet some very there's some amazing people in in this community of all different all different types of skill sets and all different like they they got different things to bring to the table so you know it's it's a great as and as i said it's like our values is grassroots development so like you know if that's something that's you know uh, resonates then um, you know you know where to find. You'll, I'm sure you'll find um, Edgeware and Kabocha community on the interweb here somewhere, and you know that's how you can get started. You'll be welcomed. We'll welcome you. All right. So I will throw a bunch of these links down below, and anybody who's listening, um, if you're interested in in joining the party and joining the mission, um, and you think you share the values with these guys. Uh, make sure you click through and find a place where you can start contributing. Ramsey Rich, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you today. And I just want to thank you for coming up here and sharing these ideas with us. We wish you all the success with the crowd loan and everything with Kabacha in the future. Thank you. Thanks, that was fun. Thanks.